You are now listening to the Clear Perspective Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to season two of the Clear Perspective Podcast. My name is Gil Finley, and I'm your host, and I'm super excited that you're tuning in with me today. I have some great news for you. You're amazing. (laughs) I don't know if anybody told you that today or any time recently, but I want you to know that you're amazing. And not just because you're listening to the podcast, but because Jesus loves you and I love you too. What? You don't even know me. Yes, I do. Because we're all one family. Even though I don't know you by name, I know you're still part of the family of God or God is drawing you. So we're all connected in some kind of way. So I want to welcome you to the Clear Perspective podcast. If this is your first time listening, I want to encourage you to go back to season one. We had a lot of great content, a lot of great guests, and I believe that it has a lot of pertinent information, uh, helpful information that will be able to help you even in this present time. Uh, There are so many different people who have reached out to me, and I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for all the texts, all the calls, all the ratings on Apple Podcasts and Anchor and Spotify and all the different feedback that has been given to me. Thanks for all the shares. Thanks for all the promotion, seen and unseen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, You are the reason why this podcast is uh, moving forward and progressing. If this is your first time, thank you for joining. My name is Gil Finley. Again, I'm the host of this wonderful podcast. I'm so excited, so thankful that I get to do this. This is a privilege. Anything that I get to do on the behalf of the kingdom of God, I count it as a privilege. And I'm honored that you took your time today uh, to be able to join in with me, just to be able to have a conversation. So how this podcast works is I'm very practical. I'm very interactive. So I might say, tell you to, hey, raise your hand or clap your hands or do something silly that may seem out of the ordinary or out of the box. But I believe that engagement is what really helps us to be able to uh, not only just be able to regurgitate, but really have understanding and to be able to uh, recall and recollect and really have memories that really stimulate our brain to really retain the information of what we're saying. So uh, it, what is the Clear Perspective Podcast? Maybe even this is your first time listening. Uh, the Clear Perspective Podcast, this podcast is to be able to cover vital and pertinent topics that we may not necessarily get to cover every day at church or Bible study or whatever day you go to fellowship or commune with other believers. And maybe if you're not even a believer, there's content here in this podcast uh, and all the different episodes that I believe that anyone who can get information that would be practical, uh, even people who are not Christians. I've had people who are not Christians listen to the show and said, although they may not necessarily agree with everything, um, they still were able to get a lot of great content. So I believe that this content uh, is very, very good and healthy, a great conversation, great dialogue uh, that whenever we have guests on. But uh, why should you listen to the Clear Perspective podcast? The Clear Perspective podcast is I believe is for what Jesus talked about as the one. We often hear the parable about Jesus talking about the good shepherd that would leave the 99 to go get the one. And I believe that if you're listening to this podcast, you are the one that Jesus is seeking after. Whether you're looking to be sought after or not, he's seeking after you. And I pray that at some point in time, 
whether you have walked away from the faith, whether you're not a part of the faith or where that you are, that the love of God will continue to draw you and overwhelm you and overtake you and that you would continue to walk in truth or come into truth or be stirred back into truth. So uh, without any further delay, I'm so excited to, for today's topic. Um, let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for everyone who's listening. Thank you for the person who's listening, whether they're in their car, whether they're at home, whether they're at work, or whether they're at the gym, wherever they may be, Lord, whatever time frame that they're listening to this, whether it be in the future or in the present time, Lord, I thank you that this moment will be a, what we call a Kairos moment, what is a perfect word at the right time in the right season. So, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that this will be a life-changing message, a life-changing podcast, a most important, a life-changing conversation where we will respond to what you're saying. Lord, teach us how to respond. Teach us how to be open. Teach us how to receive what you're saying. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're the spirit of truth in Jesus' name. I want you to do this for me. I want you to repeat after me. Say, Father, I thank you that you love me. I receive your truth with an open heart and with an open mind. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, here we go. All right, man, let's take a flashback into the last season. We had so many different topics from daddy issues to um, dirty little secrets to let's talk about it. Let's, uh, I'm spiritual, I'm not religious, or I'm religious, not spirit. No, what was it? Yeah, y'all know the topic. Go back and look at it. But we had a variety of different topics, a lot of great content, a lot of amazing guests. And if you would have told me that 2021 would be like this, even in the midst of all the things that when I started off this podcast, I cannot imagine, I would not imagine that one, we would be in the middle of a pandemic going through the things that we've experienced uh, with government changes, health crisis, political upheaval, uh, uh, what a, racial tensions, political tensions, so many different things uh, that we have experienced within this short period of time, within a year. Um, and I believe that God has been able to give us clarity and give us a, the clear perspective, <laughs> the clear perspective about what's going on around us. So, um, and I believe that season two is going to continue to re refine and reshape our perspective, and which is so very vital and critical in this time frame. So let's look at our current world. What is the current state of our world? What are people looking for? People have been in quarantine. People have literally have been in the place of where they have to face themselves, face what's going on in the midst of in their minds, what's been going on in their bodies. People are there at for a moment of time, the entire world shut down for two weeks, bare minimum, or some countries or cities have been still shut down or still have been extremely limited. And so the rat race of life or the pace of life of being able to be busy and moving around and doing things, people had to become still for once and had to really look at themselves in the mirror. And there were a lot of people who dealt with a lot of mental uh, issues and things that arose from depression to anxiety to uh, different things of trauma. Like, oh my gosh, the whole thing of trauma and um all types of things that are surfacing now because of 
having to be in a place of self-reflection, being alone, uh, being quarantined, isolated. Um, my heart goes out to those who have struggled with uh, mental challenges and disorders or things that have happened. Um, I, my heart goes out to them, and I'm believing that this podcast will be a beacon of hope and light. That even if you are in quarantine, even if you are listening to this, even if you, I even feel in my heart, even if you're listening to this and you're in jail or you're in prison, I believe that this will be a beacon of light, a beacon of hope when all things seem to be lost. I believe that this podcast, this episode specifically, but all the other episodes, but specifically focus on what we're going to talk about today. I believe that is going to be helpful. So people are looking for a way of escape. Think about what people do to avoid pain. Pain is something that we don't want to embrace. We do things. We will. So a lot of times I know in psychology, they have the fight they have the flight or freeze. Okay, I want you to say that with me. Say fight, flight, or freeze. Okay, when there is a traumatic experience or something that catches a person off guard or something that is an overload to the neurons or the nervous system in the brain uh, to be able to process information, the typical average person responds in one of three ways or a combination. They're either going to fight, which is going to be uh, on the offensive or be territorial. They're going to flight, or, which they're going to flee. They're going to avoid the situation. I'm out of here. Or they're going to freeze. Or they're not going to know what to say. It's just frozen there. And so people are still looking for a way to escape. They're looking to, why do people want to go on vacations? They want to get away from life. They want to get away from the stress and pressures and people want to go on vacations and go with their bay and just be me and you on in Barbados, in Bahamas, in the cabins in Gatlinburg or in Colorado and just snuggled up and feeling good and just me and you against the world. And we're wanting to escape our reality. Because our reality is speaking louder than what God's reality that he has for us uh, is saying about us. And so the reason why people are looking to escape from those things is because they haven't understood God's perspective towards them, towards their life, towards their future, towards the things going on around them. So they take we, not only just they, we, me, I, you, we take Actions into our own hands oftentimes to avoid these painful things, to be able to get escapes. But God is calling us into a new level. Uh, the Bible talks about how um, there was uh, the angel of the Lord, I, I believe, uh, called Peter up higher, said, come up higher. Why? Because God is trying to elevate our thinking. God never is about our stagnancy or complacency. He's always about our progression, our development, our advancement. God is always future focused. He's always calling you to the future. We are, Come on, we listen to, we have Jeremiah 29, 11. I say this all the time. We have it in our bios, tattooed on us. I know the secured future that I have, the plans I have for you, the secured future. Well, a lot of times we don't want to get to that secured future because in order for us, if you go down two of the three verses there, in order for you to get to that secured future, you have to give them your whole heart. And what is your heart? Your Bible says that the heart is where everything flows out of. And so what God is wanting to do is he's wanting to give us an opportunity to experience what true freedom looks like and what that is, which leads me to the title of this podcast called The Exodus. I want you to say that with me. Say The Exodus. Okay, what is Exodus? What does that mean? 
if we take the root word of Exodus it and take X, it means to disconnect, to break off, to be able to dis, uh, detach. So what God is wanting to do is to allow us to have an exodus. And we're going to talk about what does he want us to have exodus. So I want to give you a little bit. I got this uh, this title about because the first episode of season one was called the Genesis, which we talked about just getting the genesis of what God's perspective, idea, his thought patterns towards us and how he's seen our lives and our future and what he was calling us to and really becoming awakened to God's true uh, clear perspective about us as individuals. But now it's to the fact of now we're realizing who we are. Now we're realizing who we're called to, what we're called to. Now we know that God is drawing us. We're not naive anymore. Now it's about becoming aware of what's going on. And this is what God is calling us into, and that is our Exodus moment. We talked about the Genesis moment last season in season, episode one, but this, this moment in this time, God is wanting you to be experiencing your Exodus moment. I want you to say this with me. This is my Exodus moment. Why is that so important? So if we look at the Bible and we look at the book of Exodus, this Specifically, I'm gonna give you a background. I want to. I don't want to be presumptuous. Maybe you know you're a Bible scholar. You're a theologian. You are just super. You know, hey, <laughs> praise God. But if let's say you don't know anything, but I want to be very practical, very pragmatic. Okay. So the first half of the book of Exodus. So you got Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. The first five books of the Bible called the Pentateuch. All right. This is where. The present day Bible where we're introduced to this being called God, which in that time in Hebrew would be called Yahweh. And so in the first book of Exodus, so you have Genesis, which is the creation of man. And you see uh, go from Adam to, to Noah to Abraham and so on and so forth to Jacob and all these other people. Uh, and then we get on to the scene of Exodus. So. The world has changed so much from one book to the next book, from Genesis to Exodus. It's changed so dramatically. The scene has entered into the world, the once perfect world that God created and wanted and desired for us to live in has completely been uh, destroyed by water um, and had to be restored again. Uh, but there was still sin in the earth because man was there. And so the book of Exodus tells a story about the heart of God for a people. This people was called the children of Israel. They were enslaved to this uh, country uh, or this region or territory ruler, uh, the world power of that time, Egypt. And it transitioned. The first half of the book talks about the story of a deliverer named Moses, uh, where we see the concept of a deliverer, which is a typology of Jesus being able to free a bound and possessed people uh, by an oppressor. Then it goes through to talk about the freedom through the plagues. I know you've heard the plagues and crossing the Red Sea. So then after they leave out of the Red Sea or across the Red Sea and the Egyptians that were chasing them at Pharaoh, they were drowned. And then God was able to let them to see that those uh, not only did that did he allow them to see that the sea closed on the Egyptians, 
but he let them see their dead bodies on the shoreline to let them know for sure that the things that were chasing them, the things that were holding them bound and keeping them from the promise of God uh, would be no longer chasing them. And it's going to all make sense. So follow me here. So right after that, you go to Mount Sinai. This is where we know that Moses gets the Ten Commandments. He encounters God and people hear God for the first time. And they're like, oh, no way. You let him talk to you, Moses. And we're going to uh, uh, we're going to stay down here. And so they get impatient. They've been waiting there for days and days and days. They begin to uh, worship other gods because they saying that, oh, well, Moses and God has abandoned us. So they create our own. They create their own God, a golden calf out of gold and God deals with that very harshly. Thank God he doesn't deal with us like that anymore. Um, and because of their disobedience, you, I, want you, I don't want to give away, I want you to go back and look into it, but I want to just give you uh, the second half of it and it's all going to make sense, okay? So the second half of the Exodus, which is the most important part, which is tying into this episode, is the covenant that God made with the children of Israel, implementing the Ten Commandments, and most importantly, uh, building the tabernacle, which is a strip, extremely large thing, if you don't know what a tabernacle is, where his presence would dwell with them. So what is covenant? Covenant is an agreement which brings about a relationship of commitment between God and his people. I'll read that again. Covenant is an agreement which brings about a relationship of commitment between God and his people. So you have these people who have all they've known is slavery. All they known is hard work, labor, toil, uh, pain, suffering, and anguish. They've known nothing else but just suffering and heartache and pain and just wickedness. But God is, establishes a covenant with them and the promise of a better future. I want you to know that God is wanting to bring you into a place of covenant, not the old covenant that the children of Israel had, but a new covenant. Jesus talking about this is the new covenant that I established, the covenant where it's not based on you following all these specific rules. And if you break one rule, you break all the rules. But no, because God wanting to us to be able to have a relationship with him. The thing about it is with the old covenant with the children of Israel had, they were not able to be able to have one on one direct access to God with the new covenant that we have through Christ Jesus. It allows us to be able to directly communicate to God, communicate with him, be able to have dialogue. It is not regular. It is not normal for you not to be able to have conversation or know that you can be able to communicate with God. And I'm not talking about the universe and uh, chakras and energy and vibration and chills and goosebumps and, you know, praise breaks. No, 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 no. I'm talking about where you can have actual dialogue with God, the God of the Bible, and be able to talk to him because there is a God of this world, which is the Bible talks about little G, a God of this world, which is Satan. But he's a liar. We don't even, we'll get to that type of stuff later on. But why am I bringing this up? Why am I saying this? Well, it's super important that you understand that God is wanting to bring you into your moment of exodus. He's wanting to bring you out of your past disappointments. He want to bring you out of your guilt, shame, and condemnation. The things that have hold you, your mistakes, your past, your story about where you came from. I want you to say this with me. It matters where I come from, but it doesn't matter where I come from. One more time. I want you to say it with me. It matters where I come from, but it doesn't matter where I'm coming from. 
What does that mean? Everything about you is super important. Everything that God has placed in your life is there. Although you may have not experienced or got here the way that God would intend, the fact of the matter is, is that if you're here on planet Earth, you're here for a reason. So why does God want to bring you into a place? Uh, who is he bringing to the Exodus, this Exodus moment, this Exodus lifestyle of coming out? And why is God bringing us out? We're going to get into that. So I want to talk about uh, the who, the what, the when, the where, the why, and the how. Okay, so who? Who is God wanting to bring this Exodus moment to? He wants to bring it to you. You are so important to what God wants to do. You are so necessary what God is wanting to do in the earth. Without you in the earth, God cannot do anything. So God is wanting to bring you out of your Egypt. What is Egypt? What is Pharaoh? Because we're looking at the context of the book of Exodus. Pharaoh, the Bible talks about, is similitude or similar or synonymous with the devil. And sin being what would be Egypt, bondage, brokenness, being in where you don't have control because you're, Jesus says, we're going to get to it about how sin, when a person sins, they become slaves to sins. And so what God is wanting to do is bring you to a place of freedom. Sometimes we don't even know what it means to be free. We don't even know, understand the concept of what it means to be free. And in this Exodus moment, God is going to be able to show you what it means to actually have freedom. We always talk about free choice, free will. I can do whatever I want. Everybody's grown. Can't nobody tell you what to do. You do whatever you want to do, but really you're not doing what you want to do. You're doing what something else is influencing you if you're not being led by the spirit of God. What is he freeing? He's freeing you for the purpose of revealing him. You are not created for yourself, which leads me to the why. Isaiah 43 verse 7 says, For this cause has man have I created man who is called by my name to reveal my glory. What is glory? Glory means to be able to reveal his character, his likeness, his image. So what would that look like in practicality, Gil? What that looks like is if I am, let's say I am an artist, right? I'm a painter. The glory of me, the character of me would be when I paint a picture, it represents my mentality, how I think of things, how I see things, how I interpret that when you put up another artist's painting and you put mine there, you can be able to distinguish, okay, this person is not Gil's uh, painting because Gil, he uses warmer colors, he uses darker colors, or let's just say even, for example, uh, let's use, for example, uh, a celebrity. Let's use Michael Jackson. The glory of Michael Jackson was his dance moves, that people uh, do his dance moves. They still do the hee-hee. They do all the different things. You know, they they do their hair. They do the moonwalk and all these. They're revealing his character and his likeness. So you're created. I want you to say this. I'm created to reveal the glory of God. What does that mean? That means that when people encounter you, when they see you, when they see you at the store, they see you at, at work, at the gym, that whenever they encounter you, they encounter God. Does that mean you are God? No, because we have all these different theologies and teachings that you're God and you're God to yourself and you're made in God's image. So that must make you. No, 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 you're not. Uh, we'll get into what defines God later on. But in this specific moment, I want you to understand that you're created to reveal God. And in order for you to be able to do that, you have got to come through the place of 
Exodus. The Exodus moment, this Exodus time frame of your life, God is bringing you to a way to be able to get you from where you were, where you are currently. Maybe you're depressed. Maybe you have sickness in your body. It doesn't matter. There is nothing greater than the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every single thing must bow, whether there be cancer, whether it be schizophrenia, whether it be diabetes, whether it be hypertension, whether it be headaches, back pain, whatever the case may be, whether it be COVID-19, whether it be any other virus or anything, everything has to bow. And what God is wanting us to be able to first is get an exodus in our mindset. He wants you to to understand what he's calling you to. And what is he calling to you? He's calling you to great things. And how is he doing that? He's doing it through bringing you resources. For example, this podcast that you're listening to. And he, when is he doing it? He's doing it right now. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 verse 1 that now faith is. God is wanting to bring you through Exodus through the faith that he's giving you now. Well, I don't feel like I have faith. Well, the Bible says in Romans that everyone is given a measure of faith. So you do have faith. It's about what you're putting your faith in. I want you to really look and see and do a self-reflection by the help of the Holy Spirit to really understand what are you, what is holding you? What are you not willing to give up? Because sometimes there's things that only can hold us because of the things that we won't allow. What about that relationship? What about that perspective? What about that offense, that unforgiveness that you have in your heart that you think that you holding on to these things that you're protecting or you're shielding or you might lose out on the opportunity or things in the future when actually that very thing that you're not giving up is actually leading you into a place of bondage and bring you into a place of sin, which is allowing Satan to have rule and reign over your life. God is saying to you today, as you're listening right now in this moment, that he's calling you out of that and into truth. Why? Because John 8, 32 said, you should know the truth and the truth will make you free. You are not meant to be anyone's slave. You are meant to be free because Jesus said, who the son set free is truly free indeed. Come on. I I know that you've been struggling. I know that you've been uh, sad and depressed and anxious and you've been self-righteous and prideful and you've made mistakes and uh, and you've done things. But God is saying, hey, I don't want you to be called by those things that you've done. I want you to be called by who I've called you to be. And that is my son and daughter. And maybe you have you've been walking with God, but we have to be able to get into a place of where we are cautious and not getting in a place of complacency or stagnancy. Some of us have been walking with God and we've been going and we've been reading the Bible and praise God for the sprinkle of Jesus and the the daily verses and all the posts and the scripture posts and the, the, the content that we share on social media. That's all good. But we have to be able to know that God is calling us to exit out of one season. Some of us are still trying to operate off the anointing and the things that we experienced with God five and 10 and 20 years ago. And God is wanting us to be, behold, the Bible says, behold, I do a new thing. Can you not perceive it. The thing that God, Satan wants to do is keep you in the place of the past. Satan does not know your future. He can only continue to try to produce things from your past. That's why he continues to bring the same type of toxic friendships and relationships and 
tries to bring you all these different types of ideas and opportunities for you to continue cycles. But in the name of Jesus, today is your Exodus moment. Even as I speak right now, I decree and declare that this is your moment of Exodus, that every generational cycle, every generational curse that has been placed on you and your family and the things of repetitious, broken relationships and brokenness and depression and anxiety and sickness and disease and stagnancy is broken off of you now in Jesus name I want you to say I receive that you got to know that God is destined you for greatness you are not here just for some uh just to be a good person Jesus didn't die and raise from the dead on from the grave on the third day and rise uh and come and ascend to heaven and put blood on the mercy seat just for you to be a good person no he's created you he's created you for his glory he's created you to be able to go forth and heal the sick raise the dead cleanse the lepers cast out demons and devils to be able to experience a super natural. Jesus didn't die just so you can go to your 45 minute hour church service and so you can watch uh, different people on YouTube sermons and want to say, well, I'm the church and then all these other things. No, he didn't do that. You're, the problem is the reason why your life is the way that it is, is because you've been running it. You've been thinking that you have control. But the thing about it is that the concept of control is, is non-existent. The only way that you can have control is self-control, and that comes through the Holy Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit. Otherwise, you're operating off your own willpower, and we see how your willpower has gotten you where it's gotten you now. I don't care if you got millions of dollars and you listen to this podcast, you can so intend, you can go to... Uh, uh, <laughs> You can go on the uh, email me. <laughs> if you want to sell into this podcast, that's probably fine. But what I'm saying is, is that our lives apart from God are broken, are tattered or torn. And if you don't think that, then you're in deception. And what is the thing about it is, is that you can quickly become a delusion. And so and that's what Satan wants to do, because the thing about it is a person who knows who is in deception or delusion don't know that they're in deception or delusion. But in the name of Jesus, we're going to walk in the soundness of mind. We're going to walk in truth. Why is God wanting to bring us into the Exodus moment? And where does, why does he want to do this? Where is he taking us to? He's bringing us into the place of the new covenant. Where does the new covenant lead us to? It leads us to live in our best life. We talk about it, but we want to go, listen, God wants you to be able to enjoy life. He wants you to be able to go on vacation. He wants you to be able to have financial stability. He wants you to be able to see the things and dreams and admirations and start the businesses and write the books and start the podcast and all the different things. But he has to be able to get you to buy in. And what is God wanting to bring us into the Exodus moment for is unleashing the anomaly in you. What is an anomaly? It is something that deviates from what is standard or what is normal or what is expected. You are an anomaly. I want you to know that there's power in the difference. I want you to say that with me. There's power in my difference. I want you to know that it is okay that you will be different. That's why you weren't able to have friendship groups or you struggled to find out who you were as a kid. You, were able, you weren't able to really know who you are. You, you don't really have friends now or you do have friend groups now, but you don't ever feel like you really fit. So you're always trying to develop yourself. That's why you change your hair color. You cut your hair off. You get mohawks. You get green color hair. You do all these different things. Get eyelashes and um, nail polish. You go to... 
all these different things. I want to go to Pink Floyd concert, Cardi B concert, whoever concert. We want to do all these different things to try to reinvent ourselves. Every, every year we want to do a new us, a new year, a new me. Everything is always about our own personal self-reflection, self-desire, me, I, 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 I. And the fact of the matter is, if you're going into that type of mentality, you are going to be just as what Satan will want to mold you in, and that is a clone. And what are you being a clone of? Of him. He's all about selfishness, self-preservation, all that stuff. But God is wanting you to understand and embrace your difference. The, one of the main enemies to a believer is comparison. Comparison robs you of joy because you are taking away the uniqueness, the wholeness, the distinctness that God has created you to be. I want you to do something for me. If you're not driving or if you're not working out, whatever the case may be, make sure you do it safely. I want you to look at your hands. Look at your hands. I want you to look at your fingertips real close. Okay, I hope you wash your hands, you know what I'm saying? But if not, that's okay. <laughs> wash your hands. <laughs> but I want you to look at your fingerprints. There are over 7 billion people on the planet, and there is not one person that has the same fingerprint as you. Think about that. That's amazing. Over 7 billion people, and I don't care if you're a twin, triplet, quadruplet, whatever, no one has the same fingerprint. God made you, Genesis 1, verse 27, in his likeness, in his image. He didn't make you after an IG model or a celebrity or whatever you think that your standard of beauty or whatever the case of social status. No, he wants you to embrace you. He want, It's okay to be you. I want you to say that it's okay to be me in Christ. It's okay to be you. You're not going to fit in. You're set apart. One of the names of God is Jehovah Mekadeshkim, which means the Lord who sanctifies. God is sanctifying. What, is he sancti what does that mean to sanctify? Meaning he's separating you. The reason why you're frustrated, the reason why you don't have peace, the reason why you don't ever feel included, the reason why is because God is separating you to him so that you're no longer dependent on people. So many of us have been, even including myself in life in times, we've been so dependent on people's perspective, ideologies, we want people's approval. We want people to notice us. That's why when we post things on social media and we only get a few likes and we thought we was going to just, man, I know when I drop this picture on there, it's going to get all the likes and you get 50 or you get 10. And now you heartbroken because, well, am I ugly or what did I do wrong? And you try to find out the logistics. Okay, I need to post at 7 o'clock or I need to post at noon and I need the logistics. I got to post this many times. We're trying to keep up with everybody and everything and we're losing ourselves in translation. But God is bringing us into the exodus moment where he's freeing us because the problem is it's not people's perspective of us. It's the idea of the perception or the perspective of what we think people see us as. And that's why we do all these things to try to subconsciously, even if you say you don't think you don't worry about people think about you and all that stuff, either two, one or two things. You're going to think that people think the very worst of you. Or are you going to think that people think exactly what you think about yourself, that you're the best and better and all this other stuff? Both are unsustainable and unhealthy. In the name of Jesus, 
I decree and declare that you are going to be freed in this moment. This is your moment of exodus from the perspective of not only people, not only people pleasing, but you're going to be de- delivered and set free from the perspective of yourself. All perspectives that are not in alignment with the perspective of God. I'm believing that in this moment, you are having your exodus moment out of those things. Say, I receive it. God made every person on this planet distinct. You are not created to look and be like anybody else. So everything about you, God created everything your, from your hair, from your skin complexion to your eye color, to your uh, where you're from, your city, whether you be from Chicago, whether you be from Dayton, whether you be from California, whether you be from Ireland, whether you be from Britain or wherever you be from Brazil or Africa, wherever you are from, everything about you, even to, like I said, your body makeup. Yes, it's okay for you to be thicker than a snicker, okay? You, uh, but here's the thing. Don't be so much uh, uh, ready to give me a break, give me a break, break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. you letting everybody break you off. Oh, yes, I said that. And stop trying to and uh, stop trying to be uh, sold your royal oats, trying to be the oatmeal man. And no, 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 no. That's what everybody else does. No, we are not those who give our bodies to be over to Satan. That's one of the things that Satan uses is he tries to you. We use our body. We use our things and our resources to try to draw people to reassure us in a perspective that God doesn't have us. The problem is, is that we're believing these things and we create these false identities and we create these false ide- ideologies about ourselves. And we live fake lives through social media. And we want to have the uh, relationships that we see. We want to be the Kardashians. We want to be like this uh, rappers we want to be like the pop stars and all these different things and all that is fake it's deception you only see what they show you and satan is the prince in the power of the air so he controls media he does have control of media that's why we need you to be able to come out of the the influence of Satan so that you you can be a social media influencer. You can post pictures on and fashion and do different things. But the fact of the matter is, is that God wants to bring you into a place of exodus so that you can come out of the control of Egypt. What is Egypt? Like I said, Egypt is sin. Egypt is old perspectives, old deeds, old habits. Romans chapter 12 talks about not conforming to the pattern. There is a pattern, a repetitious cycle of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you'll be able to test and approve what is the will of God, his good and pleasing, perfect will. There are so many people that want to know what God wants them to do. What am I supposed to do? Well, the fact of the matter is we're so focused on all the wrong things and we're allowing what matters least to matter most. And what God is wanting us to do is to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. OMG, you will not be able to transform your mind unless you have a relationship with God, not just through prayer, not just through daily verses, but through communion with the word of God. Amen lights, amen pipes. Oh my gosh. Do you understand that Satan's biggest tool and deceptive tool and tactic is to keep you from having a consistent relationship with your Bible? He knows that if he can keep you from getting truth, you will never be free because you'll be continuously conformed. You'll be conformed instead of being transformed into the likeness of God's dear son, Jesus Christ. 
Verse the chapter same the same talk verse talks about uh, I mean the same chapter in Romans chapter twelve talks about us being able to come into the diversity of the different gifts and the things that God has called you to do. But in order for you to do that, you have to first accept and understand that God did not call you to the world; He has called you to Him. In the name of Jesus, I decree and declare that your desire and appetite for the world is being diminished; it's being destroyed, and you're going to taste. And see that the Lord he is good And you're going to be drawn to him You're going to have a prayer life That is dedicated and targeted You're not just going to pray empty and vain And selfish prayers And uh, uh, praying amiss as James talked about But you're going to pray with accuracy You're going to pray for countries You're going to pray for leaders You're going to pray for communities And you're going to pray for your family And you're not just going to throw up prayers of hope But you're going to pray with with faith and expectation And you're going to see results In Jesus name You're going to see God move in your life. You're going to see the miracles, signs, and wonders that Jesus told us, the greater works. You're going to see that happen as you allow God to conform your, uh, to transform your mind through the word of God. I want you to say, I receive it. There are many people who are called, but few are chosen. And the reason why they're not, the few are chosen is because Many people that God is drawing and calling, they're not responding. I want you to know that God is freeing you from the things because there's, I, I want to talk to those people. Maybe you are like, man, I really want to do right. But it's just like every time I want to do right, I can't do right, Gil. I, I try. I, I, I try to stop smoking. I try to stop drinking. I try to stop having sex. I stop uh, outside of marriage. I try to stop being angry. I stop, I try to. I'm trying. I'm trying. We live in a generation of everything is about to try. But God is wanting to bring us into a place of exodus, out of the try, and into the doing. The Bible says, don't be just a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word. Nowhere in the scripture talk about try to do your best. No, it says, be holy for I am holy. It says, go, be courageous. It's telling us commands. It's not these things that God is telling us to do are non-negotiable. But here's the thing. I want you to repeat after me. God will not require me to do something that he has not equipped me to do. I want you to say it one more time. God is not requiring me to do something that he has not equipped me to do. God is calling you to do great things. And the reason why you will be able to do great things is because the greater one lives on the inside of you. So I don't know how I get, I want to get started. It's like every time I get started, I'll go for a couple of weeks. I'll go and do for a couple of months. But then all of a sudden, I just go back into old habits and I just go back. I can't help it. Well, I want you to know that you do have a helper. God did not leave us without a hope. Jesus sent his spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, to be your helper. The name for the Holy Spirit is the helper. He is one of his names. He is a helper. But the problem is, is that sometimes we don't even know how to receive help. But the first thing that you can do, if you have a problem receiving help, everything you do is all about what I can do. I can do it by myself. I can hustle. I can go get it. I can grind. And nobody ever gave me nothing, so I'm going to do it for me. Listen, that is pride. Pride comes for before destruction. So I want to encourage you to know it's okay to ask for help. You are not meant to do things by yourself. Now, does that mean you have to be dependent on people? But no, that doesn't mean that. But the Bible talks about how we're fitly framed together. 
The Bible talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there are many parts, but yet there's one body. We are one body together. We are the body of Christ. We need one another, but we're not dependent on one another. We're dependent on the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Listen, I, I, I know some of you may think that I'm just this high mighty person and some of y'all think I was born in a manger and came out speaking in tongues and all this other stuff and I didn't, never did nothing. No, listen, don't put your confidence in me, honey. No, 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 because uh, I will let you down. Because I, although I have Christ in me, I am not Christ. I am being perfected. Amen. Thank you, lights. But here we go. So... Why am I saying this? And this is what I'm coming to as a close. Jesus is your way of escape. The only way that you will experience Exodus, the only way you will experience your Exodus moment out of the hopelessness, out of the fear. So many people are in fear, fear of the future, fear about their family. Some of you have, um, I know this is something I struggle with and I'm going to pray for you about this too. Uh, some of you have seen yourself dying prematurely in the fear of death and fear of uh, financial failure and fear of career failure and fear of all these different things. I know that those things can seem so real. They feel so real. But I want you to know that God is even bringing you into an exodus moment where your emotions and your feelings no longer have control of you. But you have sobriety because you will have the mind of Christ which will only come by being transformed in the, the renewing of your mind in Romans 12, 12, as it says there. What are you escaping? You are escaping all the things that have kept you from God and the things that have kept you a slave to cycles, re repetitiveness, being not able to commit in your relationship with God. God is bringing you to an exodus moment. He's bringing you to a place of deliverance. What is deliverance? It is the action of being rescued or set free. And he's doing that through your faith and expectation through the word of God. Your exodus will lead you to your destined land of promise and purpose. I'm so excited for what God is doing in your life. Man, this is going to be an incredible year. In the midst of everything going on, I want you to know that God is liberating you. He's setting you free. He's calling you higher. It's time to rock and roll. It's time to go. So tie your shoes up. Get ready. Stretch, get loose. Let's get ready to rumble. God is for us. And if he's for us, who can be against us? Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that this message, this podcast episode is not just a good motivational episode, but it is something that you're using to bring us into a place of catalyst to progression towards the future that you have destined us to be. Lord, I thank you that even now, every person who's listening to me, that the spirit of fear that has kept them bound to their past, bound to the fear of change, the bound to not being able to give over their hearts, their lives completely to you at the fear of the future. In the name of Jesus, I decree and declare that your perfect love that casts all, all fear is coming to overwhelm them, to overtake them now in Jesus' name. Let the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard your heart and mind, and he will keep you in perfect peace as your mind is stayed on him. Let your mind come into a place of sobriety. Let it come into a place of wholeness and healing. I command the spirits of trauma and torment to loose you now. In Jesus' name, this is your exodus. 
Come out of darkness. Come out of hiding. It's time to walk whole. It's time to walk healed. It's time to be delivered. It's time to be set free. And it's time to go into all that God has called you to be in Jesus name. Hey, listen, you've been listening to the Clear Perspective podcast. Again, my name is Gil Finley. I'm so excited for what's coming up on this season. I want to encourage you to like and follow and subscribe to the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Anchor, make sure you like and comment. Please leave a review. Leave a five-star review. If this is good, leave a review. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can follow the podcast uh, on Instagram at TCPP2020 and on Facebook, the Clear Perspective Podcast. But other than that, I'm so excited for what God is doing in your life. Let's go. Let's go.